The No Chill Podcast is brought to you by Life Recovery Water, offering up three tasty thirst-quenching blends guaranteed to refuel your body while satisfying your palate. The three flavors, watermelon, pineapple, and coconut, rehydrate the body with necessary electrolytes such as potassium, magnesium, phosphorus, and calcium. These electrolyte properties are vital to any athlete or sports enthusiast after a tough workout, a tough training session, or a tough night out in the town. Replenishing the body with an all-natural product is the best way to recover. Life recovery water, get some today. On this episode of the No Chill Podcast, it's part two of the making of Agent Zero. We pick things up where we left off with Gil entering his sophomore season at Arizona. He looks back on their NCAA tournament run and their eventual matchup with Duke in the national championship game. After that, he explains his mindset going into the draft and what he learned about the NBA in those early days. He opens up about landing in Golden State alongside Jason Richardson and Troy Murphy from that 2001 draft. Also, Gil details how he learned the hard way about the business of the NBA, and ultimately how he understands that it set him up for success elsewhere. So here it is, part two of the making of Agent Zero. Of course, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch the video version on YouTube. She a thought to me, and me a thought to see. What the day is coming that we must need personally. She a thought to me, and me a thought to see. What the day is coming that we must need personally. So your mentality then and really when you got into the league was like, I'm going to lock myself in all hours in the gym my, and just work, work. My daddy said it one day, you know, once... And I mean, it's, it's, it's known now when you're not working someone else, you know, and, and I looked at it like that. It's like, well, you know, I'm sitting in the bed, you know, what is Joseph Forte doing right now? Oh, that motherfucker's probably working out. Hey, Jason, let's go. We got to work out. Is that what I, I need to work out for? Because Jason Williams is probably working out. <laughs> Jason Williams is probably fucking working out. You know, that's your fucking rival guy. Yeah, let's you go. You have to be like and that. I, and that's what we did. Vision. We just we just tunneled in. And, you know, we got stronger. You know, I felt I got faster, worked on my three a little bit more. And then just became, you know, the dominant force that second year on the Arizona team. So what changes for the team that year? For you as a sophomore, um, you guys finished... With, uh, did you win the Pac-10 at the time? Yep. Yeah. Pac-10 um, beat Stanford, our 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 rival. Um, it was the number two seed going into the tournament. I mean, we was always bouncing from one to five. You know. What seed were you in the tournament when you did get there? Two. Two. It was a two, but I mean two seed. But clearly, we were a number one seed. We just had some fuck ups on mm-hmm. teams that we. Should have blown past like a Oregon Ducks, you know, with Luke Rittenier, Freddie Jackson. Uh, yeah, was it Freddie Jackson? Yeah, Luke Jackson. Luke, well, no, Luke Jackson. Then they had Freddie. Yeah. Damn, uh, what was his name? Jump out the gym, Freddie Jones. Whew. I mean, you had a three-headed monster who, I mean, they they played like like Phoenix Suns. On steroids. I mean, two seconds, three seconds, they had a shot up. And we couldn't, like my two years, number one team, they wasn't ranked, they beat us both times. You know, so, you know, losing games like that, you know, kind of messed us but up. But also the talent level in the Pac-10 at that time, first, all eyes I think were on ACC basketball, Big East basketball. But in your era 
you know, on the West Coast, there was a... Pac-10, yeah, we were happy because, you know, at USC, they had Scalabrini, kid named Sam Clancy, Jeff Trepanier. Um, You know, so we had some, you know, we had some dominant players in our in our conference. Um, going to the tournament, we sweep through it. I got I got hurt in the semifinal game against uh, Michigan State. Going for steel, I got smashed between Hudson and Zach Randolph and tore soft tissue in my chest. So uh, going into the championship game, I was useless on shooting. You know, we ended up taking an L to the sorry-ass Blue Devils. What do you think of Duke? Duke players? That fucking shits. <laughs> you know what? Fuck that program. I, just, <laughs> I, you, know, it's, you know, it's... Fuck Duke, you know, and... Not even because they're successful. Because they're snobs at their success. Like, they're fucking dickhead. Like, you know, it's like, I'm better than you because I'm from Duke. You know, it's that kind of... Arrogance. Yeah, it's fucking douche. What about your roommate, Mike Dunleavy? Oh, I let him know he was a douche. You know, <laughs> once he got there, <laughs> he was a douche because he went to Duke. Like, And I used to say, oh, my, you went to Duke? Oh, you're a fucking douche. You fucking douche. <laughs> <laughs> so that game, that title game, how it went for you at the time, how, well, how were you feeling? Because you had the injury versus Michigan State. Injury, it was just, you know, just battling through. You know, it's, it's you know, to, to be honest. If you were 100%, how would it have gone? I would have beat them. I mean, it would have been a, I, we lost by 10, but we would have, would have I, 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 I mean, it's easy to say, I think we would have beat them, but they couldn't stop me. They didn't have a, you know, Duhan was a, he wasn't. I think he was a sixth man. They didn't have no one that can technically guard me. One, I was, I was the fastest person on the court, strongest person at you know as a guard. So they really had nothing for me unless they were going to sit in the zone. But that's not what they did. So with me being hurt, it really gave them advantage. Um, after that season, I I remember looking at a piece of paper, open the paper up. Richard Jefferson declared for the draft. Michael Wright declared for the draft. Laura Woods declared for the draft. <laughs> Jason Richard, I mean Jason Gardner, declared for the Jazz. And then a the question mark on arenas. And I was like, man, I know I'm the hottest man in America right now. I'm the hottest thing moving. Uh, but I don't, I don't know if I'm NBA ready. That was on your mind throughout the season. Who told you that coming into it? No, I mean, I didn't think about NBA. I didn't think about the NBA. When you think about being an NBA player, it takes away from it. Like, I always look at being the best at that moment. So I called Ludos, and he was in Santa Fe. And and it was was like, what, what do you think my chances are? He was like, like I told you before, I didn't expect you to, I don't expect you to come back next year. But it's, you know, the decision's yours. So my, my whole thought process was this. All right, I'm 18 years old. Am I going to be a better 19-year-old player coming back to college, playing against college players, or a 19-year-old player playing against professionals? And I was like, 
it, I started feeling like, okay, college is easy. I averaged 15 on a team that the whole starting five averaged double, du- double digits. Yeah. With four of them gone already, yeah, I can average 30 next year. But is that, am I, am I going to be a better 19-year-old? So I enter my name into the draft. And the NBA represented more of a challenge. As 19, like. That's what you were looking for. Yes. Like, you know, I want to I want to be better at that age. I don't, you know, it's, I, I looked at age. I didn't look at years. I looked at age. Like, 19, if I'm 19, I've spent a year in college or a year in the pros. When I turn, who's going to be better? And I felt that me going and, you know, me declaring into the draft, getting drafted, practicing against pros will, will make me a better player. Did draft position matter? First round, second round? Of course. You know, I mean, I, I was supposed to be in top 13. Which is hilarious. Who, um, who was telling you that? Was somebody telling you that or you were reading that? Like but, mock drafts, you know, things like that. Draft. I mean, uh, you know, coaching, um, agent. You know, like I was projected, you know, a lottery or out of the lottery top 15. And this was before the combine? Before the combine. Which combine... I killed the combine. Like I was, I was r- really balling the combine. I killed every workout. What was um, the mentality going into that combine? I mean, so I used to train with you know Kenny Satterfield from Cincinnati, um, Jason Richardson, Troy Murphy, and uh, Troy um, Tavares Bell. Who, who played at Rhode Island Jumping Jumpin' Bean? Um, that was our, like our our group that we trained with, and I used to give Jason the business. You know, he, he you know he was very very athletic. I mean, you know his. I didn't I didn't I didn't understand raw talent versus talented. He had raw talent. I was just I was talented. You know, what's I was skilled. What's the difference between raw talent? There's a bigger had. upside. So you got a six six guy who has a forty five inch vertical. I mean, his upside was higher than mine. Um, I, I didn't understand. I didn't understand that. I didn't know what that meant. It's like he's a top five pick. I'm 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 busting his ass. So I should be four. I should be three. I'm busting his ass. I, you know, that's all I. So <laughs> that's all I knew. So. You know, I'm sitting there, like, trying to t- tell my agent, because we have the same agent, like, hey, um, can you get me in the workout with Jason? Like, I, you know, so I can, you know, like, no. I'm not going to put you in a workout with Jason. That's not even your caliber. You're not even in the same realm. Like, what do you mean I'm not in the same realm? Like, he's a top five pick. You're, you're late. You're late, you know, lottery, 15, 16, 17. So how the fuck did it get to 15, 16, 17? <laughs> like, you know, and I'm like, you know, I'm frustrated. Like, I want to go in with Jason so I can show that I'm, I'm, I'm nice. And that had always been your mentality. Yeah, you know, I want to go whoever, whoever go the, the top the dogs best, are. Right. He's the first, like, he's the first guard that's going to be picked. So I want to, I don't, I don't care if we're in the same camp. I want to, I want to, I want to be paired up with him. And he's like, listen, that's not how this works. The teams that are looking at him are not looking at you, okay? They don't give a fuck about what you're looking. Like, and, and, I, and I was like, I'm like, oh. 
Wait, okay, that okay, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, that makes sense. Yeah, but how do you get those teams to look at you? Then I, I had I had seventeen fucking workouts, killed all of them, and then I I tried out for Boston, messed my Achilles up, and I was supposed to have a back to back workout left, and then the guy there, O'Brien, the general manager, gets put a report out that I was immature, which I was. Eighteen. Yeah, I was. I mean, what do you what do you expect? What do you expect? Ah, right. right now, I'm you know fucking. <laughs> 36 going on fucking 15. <laughs> so, you know, he said I was immature and I wasn't, I wasn't ready to play basketball. And I think that kind of hurt me, plus the fact that I was a tweener. That's wasn't, a weird thing to say if, if they're not going to draft you to sabotage you that way. They had three, Unless so, they are going to draft you so, and then put... So they had three picks. Sense. So they had three picks. They had like a... A, they had like a uh, 10, 11, and 21st or second pick. So I was really, you know, I was, okay, they, they, this is really a team that I can play on. So when they put that out there, kind of like, like I hurt my Achilles. I couldn't, like, I don't want to play. Yeah, my Achilles is, you know, kind of fucked up. So, you know, I don't want to jeopardize, you know, you know, my basketball career. So draft day comes. You know, and watching it like everybody else. Do you know who Boston took in that draft? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. With the 21st pick. My fucking nemesis. <laughs> Joseph North Carolina. Forte. Joseph fucking Forte. Uh-huh. Oh, I was. And, and you got to think about it. At this point in college basketball, our second year, I felt I'm top dog because of team success. So I was getting, I was technically getting a rude awakening, but I didn't understand that awakening. You know, when you're in, so when you're in draft camp, you know, you're, you're like, you're seeing people you've never seen before. Like what the fucking team you play for. So you're like, yo, Hey, what's your name? Okay. What do you project it? Uh, you know, top five, top five. And what, what, what draft is this? You know, you're not fucking top not top five in this draft. Get the fuck out of here. You know, it's and and that's what I'm going. Like I'm sitting here asking these guys, like, yo, what's up? You know, who are you? You know, I'm top ten. And so everybody, this and I so said, you're it. walking around doing the math, like he's seven, yeah. he's eight. So where we're, we're in a big meeting, and I'm sitting there. So everybody, this motherfucker's top 15, huh? <laughs> I don't know none of you motherfuckers that y'all top 15. Get the fuck out of here. And sure enough, draft came, and I started seeing names like, like, okay, Joe Johnson. Boom. Who the fuck is Joe Johnson? Kedrick Brown. Who the fuck is Kedrick Brown? Like, and I'm Rodney White. Who the fuck did he play? Where are these kids at in college? I've never heard of none of these names. But, uh, you know, it, at that time, it's like I'm I'm small-minded. I'm only thinking about we're the number one team. <laughs> I'm the best player on this team. I'm fucking the God, you know, and that's, <laughs> then that's, that's, that's how I see it. And so I'm getting a rude awakening. And then when I see these guys go in the draft, it was like, wait, whoa. Like, 
It's not how you thought it worked. No, not not so. So I'm get, I'm I'm just boom, thirteen pick, fourteen pick, fifteen pick, sixteen pick, seventeen pick, like Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph. I I just beat. I just I literally beat these motherfuckers my damn self. And he's number eighteen. And you had worked out for these teams. Yeah. So thought so. It's like I remember playing in 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 Washington. You know, five spots. Five spots, one on one, and make it, take it. No one touched the ball. All five spots. That's those are the kind of workouts that's happening. So you know, I'm on cloud nine. Like I'm, I know. Like I'm one of those. Like oh, I'm about to be the number one pick. <laughs> like I literally thought I was gonna be the number one pick. The <laughs> what and I did in Washington. Who went number one? Kwame Brown. Who selected Kwame Brown? Michael Jordan. Whose camp were you at? That Michael Jordan. An but that's player. what I'm saying. So you right. know me. It I'm, made a lot of sense. But you know me. I, for you to go to but that's Washington what, but the, based but, on that. But think how arrogant I was. I literally, the way I performed, really thought I was the number one pick. And got shocked when he didn't call me in. <laughs> <laughs> what you, damn, Jordan, I thought I was. You know, so I remember getting a pick. I mean, I remember when I worked out for Sacramento and they said I was going to be the, I wouldn't get past them. And when I got past them, I didn't, I didn't have no idea what the fuck was happening after that. And I remember calling my um, Rodney, um, Rodney Tension and was like, sorry, I was crying on the phone. I was, cr- I was crying on the phone um, and said, <laughs> this is funny as shit. I was like, Rodney, these motherfuckers picked the, a dude named Raul Lopez, he looks like a fucking Spain model, bro. Like, he's not a basketball player. He looks like a model. Like, my, my girlfriend thinks he's sexy. Like, I, I, can I come back to school? He's like, no, don't worry. You'll be picked. Trust me, you'll be picked. And then, and then, but the 31st pick, Golden State picks me. Are I you do. thinking that was going to be where you ended up at all? No. Yeah, and, but fate, Jason Richardson, Troy Murphy, me. The same camp, same three players, went to the same team. So it was like, so I got so angry and arrogant that I went on my interview with them and said, I'll be starting by the middle of the season. But like you said, it takes luck. Yeah, and but the but group I, that they drafted set the table for you. It set the table, but you gotta remember, I'm a two guard. Jason Richardson's a two guard. I killed him in practice. This is this is my time. Oh, I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him. I, I, it's gonna take half the season when they realize I'm better. First couple games, because you gotta remember, I've only seen I've only seen him in. Like one on one, yeah, you know he, yeah he can't guard me one on one, and he can't get his thing off one on one. But five on five, he was he's it's a different he has a different game. Right. So, you know, That's I'm thinking for him there's transition, his tra- yeah, his, trans- his right, transitioning buckets ball. and rebounding, and so I'm looking at him as lunch meat. And then when the when we started having practice and games, I'm like, oh shit. Like, okay, now I see why he's number five. 
This motherfucker is fucking, un- he's superhuman. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker just Tommy me. Flying over everything. Like he's like the shit I seen him doing. I was like, yeah, I can't. No, I can't do none of that. Nah, I don't. <laughs> nah, I can't do none of that shit right there. That was, that was fucking amazing. That was literally like <laughs> godlike right there. You That's just, you. you just slashed and didn't put the ball down and fucking like cocked that motherfucker between your legs and dunked on the whole team. Yeah. Nah, I can I can power lay up that one, but then I I was like, oh shit, I got depressed. Like I I literally got depressed after watching who I thought I was about to take his I was snatch his shit easy, just seeing him just transform on the court to something what I didn't see the whole summer. You didn't see yourself fitting in at that level. No, like. Because you got you got to think about it. If I'm only playing one on one, two on two, against two people, and I'm the top dog busting their ass in a one on one style, which that was my game, one on one, like you couldn't deny that. Like if you look at the NBA draft, it'll say best one on one player in this class. I was the best one on. So that's how I judge talent off of one on one. So I'm like, you can't get a shot off. He can't get past me. You know, so so when you're looking at, he's a number five pick, I'm going to take his position, and he's a starter, oh, this is easy. And then when five on five come, and you're like, wow, like, yo, he's really good. Windmilling, dunking, I mean, he found his three. It was like, I'm not in the, I'm not in the same league as, you know, Jason. You know, now I, now I seen what upside really meant. That's but I guess you didn't have to go through that at Arizona when you first started because that's the team concept. You were a one-on-one player going into that. No, because that whole style was NBA one-on-one type. So that rude awakening didn't, you know, I didn't get to train against a guy. Well, well that should have prepared you for that level. It didn't. But Okay. It didn't, it didn't prepare me for, I mean, the only gifted player, like that type of gift was Richard Jefferson. But you can see it. Like, you can see it in one-on-one. You can see his – Jason Jason wasn't a one-on-one player. He was a game player. You know, so his attributes came out during game, five-on-five five, throughout the game, put-back dunks, slashing dunks. You know, it was like posting – like, you've seen – like, he had, a, he had a game. But for you, going through that – I had a skill. Thinking, yeah, how do I get to my – Comfort zone. Yeah, so I had a skill. He had game. Right. So it was it's two different things. So I'm getting depressed. Like the guy I thought I was better than, like, no, I'm not. Like, unless we play one four flat the whole time, that's when, you know. So I'm sitting there like in a whole like, I don't think I was ready for this. <laughs> I'm not ready for this game. And I got the press being benched. Um, and then uh, Mark Jackson, big Mark Jackson from Philly, he told me something. He said, listen, <clears throat> I'm worth $25 million. My contract's for $25 million. You know how many games I played? He's like, no. Nah. I played 25. So you played 25 games, got $25 million? Yeah. And I played the last 25 games. I said, wait, what? He said, yeah, I said the bench the whole fucking season. Everybody got hurt. They put me in the last 25 games. I balled out 
25 million. Never give up. Fucking worked, worked, and worked. So me and him used to play full court one-on-one, half court one-on-one early in the morning. I used to get my shots up, and I told, you know, Jason, listen, you have every tool, but you're shot. So he used to shoot on a shooting machine. So we used to come in, me, him, and Troy. Like Troy, like it was like <laughs> Jason was trying to get better because Michael Finley kicked his ass. <laughs> so he had a personal thing where like, oh, so he used to sit on a shooting machine, shoot thousands of shots. Me, same thing. I'm just trying to crack the lineup of practice squad. Who was ahead of you on that team at that time? So I was like a, uh, I guess the one. So it was Mookie Baylock. No, no. Eh. Man, no. Man. Okay, when um, it was Larry Hughes, Mookie Baylock, Bobby Sura, kid named Dean Oliver, then me. <laughs> yeah. In that position. Yeah, so I was like fifth. You know, so and were you back to thinking, like, I got to take out one guy at a time to get to, I guess, Mookie? No, I, I, I was, to be honest, I was so fucking angry because I thought, you know, like, you hear the rumors, like, yeah, the, the guy's on practice a lot, you know. You know, so you're, so I thought that, you know, I'll be practicing. So I'm a young player that ain't going to play. I can't even get a fucking practice. So I can't even practice. Like, so I had to, like, try to sub in for Jason. Hey, Jason, let me come get you for a little bit. You know, like, shit like that. And he'd be like, all right, come on, come on. You know, so I can get one or two plays and be like, Jason, come on, come back in. But other than that, I was not seeing the practice floor either. So it was, like, I, it was like, how do I, how do I get better? Like, the motherfuckers don't want practice. Like, every time I try to sub in for Bobby or um, Mookie, <laughs> they say, well, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get my 15, 20 minutes, so I'm trying to earn some more time, too. So I'm like, oh, these. I hate, I hate them. <laughs> I hate well, this group. <laughs> obviously, eventually, you did get your shot. You did get your look. When did that happen? <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting on the bench. I, I got a, you know, couple minutes here, there. You know, I remember getting eight minutes against uh, Timberwolves, scored eight points, you know, and I, I felt like a guy, like, oh, shit, I did it. Got in the game against... um. Hawks, and we was down like 20-something, and we came back, uh, came back and almost won a game. They put the starters in, you know, at the last minute, we were down one. They ended up fucking blowing it. Got a standing ovation, like, for all the hard work we did. So we, because it was four, it was four rookies and a Donald Foyle. And the, the rookies came back and almost won a game. And then, um, it was a practice that kind of turned everything around. We're in practice. Practice started about 11. Um, and I finally got a chance to really get some practice time in. And Mookie Baylox walks in about 11.30. Got a golf bag, golf shoes on. <laughs> and he's country. So, hey, yeah, you know, hey, guys, come on. Yeah, all right, hey, hey, young fella, come on out. Come on out. I'm here now. Come on out. Thank you for warming it up. I'm in. Taking his shoes off. <laughs> you know, taking, taking his shoes. spikes. Yeah, taking the spikes off, putting his tennis shoes on. But, like, I really was, like, going hard at practice, like, really pushing, like, full, like, 
And then, you know, he's trying to get me out. And coach said, no, you know what? No, fuck that. Mookie, no. Dave Cowens. Yeah, Dave Cowens. We're not doing this today. Like, this is bullshit. You set a bad tone for our young players. You come in practice late from the golf every other day. You're a dog-ass player. I'm just going to say it. You're a dog-ass player. <laughs> Mookie was like, me? I'm a dog-ass player? I'm a dog-ass player? You're a dog-ass coach. <laughs> You're a dog-ass coach for allowing me <laughs> to come in late all the time. It's you. You know what? So since you don't want me here, <laughs> I'm going to take my ass back to the golf course. Puts us <laughs> in his shoes. Goes back out. That was the last time I seen Mookie Baylock. No, 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 no. That was the last time I've actually seen Mookie Baylock. Never seen him again at a game, an arena, or team. That was the last day I seen Mookie Baylock. One guy gone. Woo. Coach Cowens gets fired. Brian Winters becomes the coach. Game 42, Larry Hughes gets hurt, hurts his ankle. I get, I get, a, I, I, I got put off of IR. Bobby Sura says, hey, listen, I like coming off as the sixth man. I like the, the game tempo to already be there. I don't want to be a starter. Let, let the rookie start. Boom, game 42. I start against San Antonio. We were we were down three. This is championship San Antonio. Right. Down three going into the fourth quarter. And you know, Bobby played the whole fourth. But I was that I was down three, got the team down three. It was crazy. And I remember talking to um Tony Parker after the game. I said, Man, you're 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 amazing. Like, cause you know, he was the twenty eighth pick, you know, um in that in my class. Like you're starting, you have Tim Duncan this and that. You're, I said, w like, 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 how do you play? It's like I just play my game. You know, I'm the fastest dude, you know, on our team. So if I want to score, I just beat them up the court and try to do my. Other than that, in the half court, I give it to the big fellas. I was like, all right, all right, okay. Beat everyone up the court. You get to shoot the ball. Got it. Oh, I can't do that. <laughs> Got it. Like, Got it. Check that. Yeah, yeah. So next game, boom, double double. Were you changing your game at all up until that point? Like he said, I just no. played my game. No, I, that, that was my game? first. That was my first game. That was my first real experience. Yeah, but up until like preseason practice, I didn't play. I didn't play until the Mookie practice. Yeah, but right. that's what I'm saying. So I literally went from zero to one hundred. I'm going Zero from to hero. I'm going from not playing, not barely practicing. But see, I stayed in shape because I worked before practice, during like I worked, you know, so I'm doing bleachers and all like so in arena. So my thing was like we had this <laughs> we had a strength coach who was really hard, you know, on the rookies. Um I just period, he just he was he was, he was he was good. And I used to get to the – so how the NBA works is you have the first bus. So if a game is at 7, 
you have the first bus that shows up probably like 5.15, 5.30. Second bus, 6, like 6 o'clock. The second bus. I used Why to wouldn't get, they be there at the same time? Huh? Why wouldn't they be there? Because the you have a... You have you have a bus for the young players, bus for the older players. I used to take a cab at three thirty, and get all my shooting in and do all my working out. That was my routine that developed my first year. And I it didn't so I didn't get on the first bus. I didn't get on the second bus. I drove a cab, got there three thirty, got my routine down. So I remember we're in Utah, and this is this is like funny because I quit. I had quit that day. I just finished running Utah bleachers up and down. At, you know, you, you can't breathe over yeah, there. Yeah, that altitude. The altitude was fucking me up. But I'm running the bleachers up and down. Did 300, 400 shots. Like, I'm dead. Strength coach comes in and says, hey, time to work. I was like, oh, I, I, I've been here since 3.30, and I work. I don't care. I don't give a fuck when you got here. It's time to work. We're doing bleachers today. I said, well, lucky for me, I already did bleachers. <laughs> uh, you know, ask, you can ask. I did bleachers. I was, I was the only one here. I, look, 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 I'm good. He said, I don't, I don't care. And I said, where's the reward? Where's the fucking reward? I fucking work my fucking ass off. Don't say anything to anybody. Don't argue. Don't complain. I've been here for fucking... Two hours already working my ass off, and you're trying to make me do it again. I'm fucking tired. I'm not playing. There's no reward. Can I get a day off? And it's not even a fucking day off. It's a day off from you, but I already, already worked. Work I said, I already put the work in. It's a day off from you. Can I get it? No. You know what? Fuck that. I quit. I quit. I quit. I didn't even know what I was saying. I just quit. <laughs> I didn't know if I quit the team or quit. quit. Something. I, know, I quit something. I quit. Something quit. <laughs> Next day, that's when Larry Houston comes out. <laughs> and I'm boom. Reward. That's what I'm talking about. Instant gratification. That's what I've been looking for. So when Brian Winters put me into the starting lineup, double, 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 magic happened. No practice. No more practice, guys. Just games. No practice. How does that how is this gonna work? Just we just show up for the games. So Larry Hughes can't get his position back without practice. <laughs> huh. Okay. All right. Works for me. And then, but Larry was my 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 veteran, and we had to to talk, and because I'm like, oh man, he's gonna hit me. He's like, no, this is business. And that was the first time I learned about business. Like, you know, I was asking for sixty million, and if they don't play me, they don't have to pay me sixty million. So they're they're gonna put you in front of me, and devalue me. And that's exactly what they did. So I guess this was your introduction to the NBA life. Mm-hmm. That for you, for some guys that come in, those lottery picks, those top-level picks, they're going to get more looks, they're going to get more chances. 
for you, that wasn't the case. No. You came in more entry level to where, if not for luck, not for timing, not for fate, might not have happened for you, uh, not for Mookie. I mean, you know, time and luck, that, that all plays, but I was ready. See, a lot of players can't say, like, a lot of players can't say when they got their name called, they were ready. See, I was the first one in the gym, 6 a.m. I beat the general manager. I beat the staff to that arena. Or then it's the Marriott, probably the Marriott, not still, but the, the practice court. I was the first person in the building besides the janitor getting my shots up. And so, the rare thing for that is not every rookie or young player yeah, will do that. Yeah. And it doesn't work out. And, and, and that, that was a thing that I can say that, listen, I put work in. I, I wasn't old enough to go to the clubs. I wasn't old enough to drink. Or These guys are grown men with families, so we ain't hanging out. So what am I going to do, sit at home, watch TV all day? No. So I was in the gym putting shots up, you know, working on my game. You know, so once my name got called, I felt I was ready. And I think it was the best thing for me. I'm glad there was no G League then. Because I probably I probably wouldn't have had a chance to look at great basketball and see what greatness does besides going in there, shooting up 100 shots, not passing. Like, you know, bad, you know, G League, that's bad basketball. It, it, bad habits down there. Like, that's why it's only a... It's development. But that's why I say, that's why there's a sprinkle of players coming from the G League. You know, like somebody like Sessions and stuff like that. There's a sprinkle of it because other than that, they're playing bad basketball down there. So I'm glad it wasn't around when I played. So I got to look at, you know, I work, I'm working out and Kobe's down there working out. So I get to look and, okay, what is he doing? Okay, okay. Oh, he, dang, he's, he's really going hard. Go, go to Seattle. Ray Allen. Oh. He's, he's the first one here. You know, Toronto, Vince Carter. He's the first one here. And that's what I noticed. The best players are the first ones in the gym. They're not the last one. They're the first, the, these guys are the first ones in the gym getting better. And you were already doing that. Yeah, I was I was doing it because you know that was you know what you what knew. I what I knew, and also the time where you weren't getting minutes, you were in games. You know those what forty two games before that, you were observing how it worked, how the whole machine works, who were the top dogs, and like you said, mm. if you were in the G League, you wouldn't have been exposed. Yeah, I got to the that. you know it, it, it was good to watch. Right. You know, I started learning time management, two for ones. Um, when to score, how to score, what moves look like they work. You know, it was like the little, you know, little details of when you're playing, you're just playing. But now I get to look at, okay, like, oh, see, stay away from the baseline because the defense always comes from the baseline, always attacking the middle. Like, I get to watch and look at it. Like, oh, that move never, oh, why does he keep trying that move? It's not working. You know, I get to... So when I got there, it was like, oh, this is, this is easy. I already done, I done studied this shit for 42 games. You observed that and you utilized that time to, you stayed ready. You learned from what was, you were watching. Mm-hmm. And then when you had so your when, moment. So yeah, when I got the moment, I, it, 
I was as soon as I as soon as I got in, double 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 rookie of the month. <laughs> Agent Zero is born, <laughs> and that's and, that, and that's just how it went. Rookie, I mean, it was like as soon as I got like I go from sitting to boom 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 rookie of the month. But at the end of the day, I, I was a gym rat. I mean, I I was a machine. I wanted to always get better, see what everybody was doing. That same gym rat that was playing on the playgrounds in the valley. That proved himself in L.A. on to Arizona. And, you know, but, the, you know, so shot. funny, but, you know, circumstances always, there was always something that pushed me that, like, it it really pushed me. Because after my first year, my agent was trying to get rid of my deal. and say, the two-year deal is bad. You know, you've seen what he did. Let's do a, a seven-year, $24 million deal. No. They laughed. No, no, thank you. You know, because Jason Williams was coming in the draft. And that's who they they really wanted. They wanted, you know, uh, Jason Williams, you know, Jason Williams, you know, Jason Richardson. That would have been, you know, amazing backcourt. Um, and I'm talking to Otis like, yo, if we get the number two pick and they draft him, am I not starting anymore? It's like, Gil, you're not going to be starting I was like, I was top three in scoring as a freshman, as a rookie. I was a 31 pick, and I, I was number three, and I set 42 games. You know how impressive that should be? That's in fucking impressive. Rookie of the month, not week. Month. That means I probably did it three weeks in a row to get the month. And he was like, listen, if they draft somebody number two, He's starting. I said, well, I'm going to whoop his ass. I'm going to whoop his ass in practice. He said, you can whoop his ass all day in practice. You still won't be starting. He's a number two pick. He is the future. The motherfucker's older than me. How's he he the future? He said, you're a 31 pick. He's a number two pick. Oh, I said, oh, you call that motherfucker right now. Tell him be ready because I'm about to get the training. So I messed my foot up that year, uh, at playing in the pro am, but I stayed in I stayed in Golden State the whole summer, preparing for Jason Williams to come, because I was ready to bust his ass. Back to making it personal, also a Duke guy, but really that's where it came from. That for you, you had to find that. Uh, what's so funny is these players made me better without even knowing that they had anything to do with me. He had no idea that I'm training. That you're this psycho. <laughs> no, I'm, this psycho. Fucking, I'm this fucking psycho who's training for him because that's who I got to battle with the whole fucking season. Like, I am mentally preparing to bust his ass every day until they realize I'm better. And then we get the number three pick. <laughs> we got the number three pick. We got the number three pick. And then we got a new coach. Muscleman. Just when I said, I'm the starter. This is my team. Yes, buddy. He says, yeah, I want Bobby Sura to start. I don't believe in young guys. Wait, wait, what? Wait, what? I'm the starter. I started last year. Bobby Sura is the second. So, 
Training camp starts. Bobby serves the starting point guard. We had to do these things called set of fours or set of tens. There's four sets of up and downs ten times. Guards had to do it a certain time. But, you know, I'm a track guy. Fucking blow through that. <laughs> blow through that. Huh? That's, that's one thing. He's not faster than me or in better shape. Bobby Sura somehow gets his calf hurt. And I was forced to be the starting point guard. Between me and you, I'm pretty sure Bobby didn't hurt shit. But Bobby liked the six-man role. He didn't want to be the he didn't want the pressure of starting. So I'm pretty sure he faked that calf injury. So I started. <laughs> yeah, because at that point he had been in the league probably what? Five years? Five, six years. Right. And he was comfortable coming off the bench while the penalty was already into the penalty. You know, it was one of those guys. Yeah. I mean, you know. So he, he could, wasn't going to confront the coach about it. No. Nah. So we start off the season. I'm averaging 18. I was averaging 18, 8, and 8. Oh, I was on fire. Oh, I came out. Phew. I was, no uh, sophomore slump. No, I was oh, I was a demon god. And <laughs> I remember there came to a, it came a point where the business of basketball confronted me again where we got I don't know if we got Earl Boykins yet to help but I it was around that that, that time what ended up happening was I remember our first national TV game first national playing against the Nets I'm stoked first time Jason Kidd Jason Kenyon Martin yeah Richard Je- yeah no Richard oh, Richard Jeff- right right old teammate the score is 7-4. I got seven. <laughs> Buzzer. I'm not looking behind me because what the fuck you said me for? Get the tap on the shoulder. Yeah, I got you, Gil. Me? All right. Run to the sideline, cry everybody the hand. I was like, yo, what's up? What's up? Would I do something wrong or something? He's like, nah, man, you kill it, yo. Keep killing it. Like, all right, cool. Like this I'm thinking, the teammate, not the coach. No, like, yeah, the teammate. Like, like okay, that's cool. Like, I'm thinking, like, all right, the coach is going to tell me why he pulled me out. Nothing. Now, this is the first three minutes of the game. I got taken out. Time going by. Boom, boom, boom. Second period starts. Okay. All right, take my shirt off. Nothing. Like, what the fuck? Going to halftime. I'm sitting there like, the fuck just happened? Like, why did he? Why did he take me out? And then he's gonna hit me with, "Hey, yo, good, good first half. Finish where you left off." <laughs> fuck you. Like, so I go out there. I don't remember. I don't even remember. I was so fucked. Up. I don't remember how the game finished or what's the name. Next day, I didn't show the practice. But during that game at halftime or whenever, there was no. Conversation no conversation. All, all he told me was finish where you left off. Okay. So we're playing against um, New York. We're down. And I haven't shot the ball yet the whole game. It's like six, seven minutes left. Twan said, man, fuck what he's talking about. We need you. Shoot them up. One, four, flat, whatever you need to call. Come on. I said, all right, come on, Spreewell. 
One four flat. <laughs> one four flat. I scored like 14 points. We win the game. Then I had a meeting with him and I said, he hinted, was basically, I was overplaying the worth of what they can afford. So then it was a mid-level exception that it was 42 million. And they were afraid that if I kept that 18, eight and eight, they wasn't going to be able to afford me. And that's when I said, I thought this was about basketball. I thought this was about winning. I'm telling, you know, muscle man, I thought this was about winning. But like basketball, like, like, I don't care about no money. I just want to go out there and play. I don't, I don't practice every day for money. And then we had that, we had an understanding that, listen, I'm here to play basketball, man. I don't. But what was your concept of money at that time? Like if you played well, the money would come. Money was good. You're happy. Prob- probably. I mean, I mean, I was, I was poor. Put it like this. I, I, I was living better in college. <laughs> I was living better in fucking college. I can tell you that for sure. Like I was really struggling my, my rookie year. My first two years, because I, uh, I did like every other rookie does when they come in. You buy the Escalade, jewelry, and all that. So I didn't spend my whole fucking first year check before I even got drafted. Like I, I, I blew it all. So basically, they were. It was my second year check that they were using to support my first year. So I was on a a fixed income, a free allowance, five hundred bucks a month. Good thing you had those team meals. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, no, no. This is a funny story. I used to take all the food off the plane, right? Like the food and all that stuff. I used to take that. And that was how I survived at night because I couldn't order room service because I only had $500 for the month. And we had... You wanted food, the team? We had, we had, pre, we had pre diem, but I, I lost that gambling. Like, I used to use that gambling on the plane. <laughs> but and it's $32 a day so you know if you're in a hotel for a whole day like you really can't can't eat so what happened my freshman year which was a miracle rookie it was a, my rookie year was I don't know why I can say freshman it was a blessing from God um, Larry Hughes comes to the room and oh we're playing cards in the room in my room I don't know why they picked my room and they did something that was like, <laughs> y'all done fucked up now. They ordered room service. They said, hey, um, yeah, this is Larry Hughes, room. <laughs> Larry Hughes, I'm in room 665. Six, you know, yeah. But I need you to bring it to this. You charge my room, we'll bring the food here. They hung up, food came, signed the bill. We checked out. I looked at my my thing, no room service. Huh. All right. Next road trip. Hey, uh, this is a uh, <clears throat> this is Larry Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> room six oh four. Yeah, I'm looking at a sheet. Yeah, room six oh four. I would like a uh, hamburger, uh, fries, chocolate cake, two cokes, and two scoops of vanilla ice cream, and bring it to room five six seven. And then Make that two hamburgers. Room came, look, it came, had his name on it, his room, 
signed off on it. For a hungry player, you got to figure out what you what yeah. You have so to do I to survive. I ordered it, and it worked. And I like I looked at my bill. Like I called down and said, "Hey, can you let me check out? Let me see my nothing." I went on a tangent every room. I want four scoops of ice cream, three hamburgers, <laughs> right? And I remember coming on a plane, and Larry said, yo, who the fuck is ordering room service on my fucking bill? Who the fuck orders four hamburgers, four scoops of fucking vanilla ice cream? Why everyone look at me? Uh, I was hungry. <laughs> they also knew you were dying. I was, I was hungry, bro. I, 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 here's my predict. <laughs> he was like, "No, just it's fine. Just, I, just tell I me just thought time. they were. I just thought they were fucking up, like. But that was like, you know, that was the first time that I because I was like, I was on a fixed income, five hundred dollars for two years straight. So money, like, I didn't have no concept for money. Like, it wasn't like my money was basically for gas to get the. To get, get to the, the what's the name? So when you know when you're sitting here talking about this big picture of we can't afford forty two million, like what do you mean forty two million? I have five hundred dollars. <laughs> like motherfucker, you gave me a thousand dollars. I'll pass the ball more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like no, I, what the fuck are you talking about forty two? I can't even concept that number. And that forty two million was the market value for the mid level exception. Yeah, you be and they were. I was outplaying that. And if I kept it up, they wasn't going to be able to afford me. So they figured if they bench me, that I can stay under that 42. And you never had conversations with your agent about what your value was? No, that's what he was basically saying. He was basically saying, this is what's happening. Mm -hmm. And that's why we needed a boycott. So when I talked to, told the coach, like, listen, I don't know nothing about none of that. I want to play. So if it's about numbers, I can tell you one thing. If I'm averaging 18, 8, and 8, the only thing that's going to go down is the passing. I'll just stop passing it, bro. I swear to God, I will. Let you, me score still. You put me in for three minutes. I'm shooting the ball all three minutes. That's that's how we're gonna play this game, and that's what was going. That's what ended up happening. That it got to the point where it was just we were just we were, it was battle. Who was gonna break? And then eventually, games were more important to Musselman. So he was like, "I'm just gonna play him." And then what ends up happening is Jason Richard starts getting fucked. So then it became. Me and Earl at the last five minutes, winning the games, which backfired against Musselman after I left because I left, Earl's gone, Jason Richardson the star. But he don't like it no more. So your time in Golden State really was, first of all, your introduction to the league, playing behind veterans, mm -hmm. playing for playing time, playing for different coaches. Mm -hmm. um, and then really in that second year, you learned the business side of it. Yeah, value, yeah, I had I had three I had three I had three coaches in that year and a half I played for Golden State. Right. So that time really was when you established yourself in your league in the league and then brought you on to Washington. Yeah, um, you know, I, I I had a breakthrough in work ethic too. Um, that that work smarter, not harder, by Chris Mullen. So. I'll sit in the gym eight hours, nine hours, you know, sometimes. And, you know, Chris Munn was like, hey, won't you just work smarter? Hey, you're, you're getting up a thousand shots, but that's not a thousand game shots. That's not 
So he used to put me through these drills that led to the rest of my career. Like I, I used to carry this book and I used to write down the drills and it'd be part of my, so like if you did the, the warrior drill or, you know, start from half court, drive in, make a layup, curl at the elbow, shot, fade, shot, you know, run the baseline, curl up to the elbow, shot, fade, shot. You know, that's the warrior drill, run back to the half court. It was to the point where I'll do the same drill instead of seven shots, 21 straight shots. Then, what, like, like step backs, like, you know, like curl, dribble, step back, fade, dribble, step back, run under, curl, dribble, step back, like 21 shots before I ran back to half court. So, you know, I was really like pushing and pushing and pushing. So you myself. would get your shots up more efficiently yeah. without having to reset without, every Yeah, time. without the reset and, you know, just do pointless shooting. So 300 shots would have, at that rate, would have took you probably three hours. No, it took me. It took me longer there, but it was more game like. More, it was because that's it's something I I seen Kobe doing, but I didn't understand what Kobe was doing. You know, when I watched him, you know, he he's at the elbow doing turn around, you know, off his left shoulder, the same move two hundred times, and then and then he walks back to the locker room. And I'm like, what the f- you did the same move. Right. That's real simple. Yeah. But I didn't understand that the repetition of the same move became first nature, not second nature. Right. You, well, and that's how you perfect it. Yeah. But I didn't understand that until Chris Mullen set me down and basically told me how to train. Then I, I rewound back to what I seen Kobe doing and then understood the repetition of doing the same thing over and over and over at the same speed, at the same, you know. Because also you had always worked out by yourself. Yeah, I always worked out by myself. But, you know, me, I'm just working out. It's, you know, just like a high school kid, just, ah. You know, but then I had, now I got, oh, structure and a purpose to how to train. And then from there, I think that elevated my skill level. Out of that second year. Out of that second year of what Chris Mullen taught me and what I remember seeing Kobe do. And then it was like, okay, so I look at these training and it says five attempts per train, you know, per, you know, per spot. No, no, no. 30 shots per spot. 50 spots for, you know. Like if I'm doing, you know, dribble, one, two, step back, hezzy. I'm doing that same move 50 times, 100 times, 200 times for that day. And that's how I started that training. Yeah. So you wanted to build that muscle memory. Yeah, so I'm building muscle memory. Yeah. You know, so. Then I get to Washington and take a hold of the next chapter. Yeah. She have thought to me, and me have thought to say, what the day is coming up with must be personally. She have thought to me, and me have thought to say, what the day is coming up with must be personally. She have thought to me, and me have thought to say, what the day is coming up with must be personally. She have thought to me, and me have thought to say, what the day is coming up with must be personally.